0: Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by TrueMath Fitness. Go get your workout on. Go achieve your fitness goals. Your first workout is free with the best way to work out. TrueMathFitness.com is where you sign up for your. First, workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Superbook Sports, download the app today. Be ready for football season. Bet on the XFL, college basketball, the NBA, the NHL, all in full swing. Superbook Sports is your place to wager no matter what season it is. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge You Need to Succeed can be found with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, GaryAshton.com. So, um, Derek says, are we going to dive into these conflicting Derek reports for a sec? I mean, I don't really think I need to. I did it for three hours on the radio show today. Uh, To be honest, like, it's just, it's not that compelling to bring it back for a second night. If you you are interested, uh, the podcast, the radio show is up. We dissected it. Um, in the most journalistically savvy way possible, as there is a source off relating to Derrick Henry beyond that. I don't think it's interesting enough to do back-to-back primetime shows on it. And I think Lamar is a far bigger deal at this point because it's actually happening, whereas Derrick is just, you know, talk. So with everything that's going on in the NFL right now, Lamar Jackson is obviously one of the quarterback dominoes. And with Lamar's uh, Lamar's situation coming to a, a bit of a head today, You have uh, the Baltimore Ravens placing the non-exclusive franchise tag on their quarterback. Um, It takes the potential top free agent off the market. Derek Carr, who's just recently signed with the Saints, would have been the second one. And then Daniel Jones, had he hit free agency, they got a deal done today with Daniel Jones, a uh, long-term extension. But Lamar uh, is now not able to hit free agency in ways that he might have um, he might have had they let him roll past the deadline. So Baltimore right now and Lamar, who doesn't have an agent representing himself, have been unable to reach a long-term deal. You know the details on this largely. He's been eligible for a contract extension for over two years. So they've been bickering back and forth uh, trying to figure out this Lamar deal for two years, and ultimately they land on the non-exclusive tag. So, Lamar Jackson wants the fully guaranteed contract um, because once Deshaun Watson got one, that absolutely should be what Lamar Jackson is asking for. It should be what Joe Burrow asks for. It should have been what Daniel Jones asks for, but Lamar does have significantly more leverage than the other player who signed a quarterback contract today. So, the non-exclusive tag, which will put Lamar on the books for $32 million this season, is certainly less expensive than the exclusive one, which would have been 45, and still uh and does allow the Ravens to control his rights to an extent. Teams can put together an offer for Lamar. The Ravens have the option. They have the first right of refusal. They can match it. And if they don't match it, they uh the team who has put together the offer for Lamar will get Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens will get two first-round picks in exchange for Lamar Jackson at that point. It is feasible to imagine. It's feasible to imagine that Lamar Jackson would garner more than two first round picks had they uh, exclusively tagged him and kind of held him hostage at this point. But right now, they're daring teams to say, okay, he wants a guaranteed offer. He wants a totally guaranteed contract the way that Deshaun Watson got. Are you going to give it to him? Probably not. So we're just going to sit back here, wait in the weeds and let this thing play out. Now, how the Titans factor into this is a different matter because theoretically, they are one of 31 other NFL clubs that could put together a contract offer from Lamar Jackson that the Ravens can either match or accept and trade their uh their franchise player, their former MVP. So the question that I want to ask you is this, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, how realistic of an option is Lamar Jackson for the Titans? Let's discuss on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Uh, You can tell me what you feel is the most realistic option at this point. And I will tell you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for all non-specialty new Ford vehicles sold below MSRP, a non-commissioned sales staff that doesn't put any pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, or online at tworiversford.com. So, uh, looking at the circumstance for the Titans, how realistic is it? Now, $32 million um, is what he is going to cost the Ravens if they keep him. If a team was to trade for Lamar Jackson, it would almost certainly, it would certainly be under the uh, auspices that you're going to give him a long-term extension. Now, Lamar Jackson's long-term extension should probably come in the ballpark of $50 million a year. The Tennessee Titans are not well-equipped from a financial standpoint to be able to accommodate that right now, but there is a scenario in which they can put together an offer that makes sense. Now, we'll talk about that here in just a second, but first, I want you to hear uh, from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, kind of diagnosing the situation with Lamar and the Ravens as it stands today.
1: It it is in fact, it is in fact, the non-exclusive tag for Lamar Jackson, $32 million, which I would say on one hand is interesting because it allows the Ravens to not pay over 40 million or so dollars for Lamar Jackson. On the other hand, this is essentially putting it out there to other teams. If, you want him for the right price, then certainly you can have him. And I would say the fact that someone else could sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, give him two first-round picks, and end up bringing Lamar Jackson onto their team really ramps up the intensity here. The Baltimore Ravens now officially tagging Lamar Jackson. But a lot of other teams are going to be looking at this and going, what is the right price on this one?
0: And that's the, I mean, literally $50 million a year question. What is the right price on Lamar Jackson? And can you get it fully guaranteed? Can you get him to accept the offer? Because that is what hangs in the balance and not being able to do it with an agent has certainly uh, complicated this thing. So how realistic is a Titans offer for Lamar? MB on YouTube says zero buck. If the Titans were lowballing AJ Brown, how are they going to offer a fully guaranteed contract and build a new stadium? Now, that is a wrinkle that we have not previously factored in. What do we know about NFL contracts and guaranteed money? Well, one, we know that NFL contracts almost certainly are never fully guaranteed. Deshaun Watson and before him, Kirk Cousins are the only two players in recent memory and I think Kurt Cousins was the first player ever to receive a fully guaranteed NFL contract at the time. This was 2017 to 2016 when he got like a three year, $84 million deal, which by the way seems ridiculous to look back on now because you're talking about Aaron Rodgers making 60 Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, probably going to make 50. So then there's the idea of, all right, what do we know about the fully guaranteed money if you're going to hand it out? However you hand it out, whether it's a uh, a contract that's not structured as a fully guaranteed deal or a deal that comes fully guaranteed, as those two quarterbacks who I've mentioned previously are. Well, we know that the ownership group, the franchise, has to have that cash on hand. They have to have that in escrow. It has to be there, ready to go, to transfer to the players' financial accounts, Once the deal is signed, you have to have $250 million on hand if you're going to guarantee Deshaun Watson that money. Jimmy Haslam and the Browns did, so they gave it to him. Minnesota had $84 million on hand. They gave it to Kirk Cousins. That satisfied the deal. Derrick Henry, the guaranteed money on his contract. Ryan Tannehill, the guarantees with him. The Titans organization had to have those financials available to be able to make sure that they can execute the deal. It's why the Raiders had to trade away several years ago, Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. They didn't have the cash to be able to satisfy the guaranteed portions of the contracts, and so they moved the players for draft capital. Factored into all of this, where the Tennessee Titans are having to foot the bill, Um, not primarily, but a good percentage of assets that they've just liquidated, are going into this new stadium project. $700 million is what they had to liquidate in assets to chip in on to the pot on this thing. Asking them to liquidate $700 million in assets as not a cash flush organization in the NFL. They're not Stan Kroenke and the Rams with Walmart money. They're not the Walton Penner group that owns the Broncos. Walmart now has two NFL franchises uh, in the family. They are not, uh, they're not even Shad Khan, right? The Jags have tons of money because of their other interests, both business-wise and around the world in professional sports. They are owners, the Khan family is, of an EPL franchise. They also own AEW Wrestling, which right now is very, very competitive with the WWE, courtesy of Tony Khan, Shad's son, who's been running point on that thing. The Tennessee Titans come from family money, family oil money, right? And oil money is nothing to be trifled with, but it's not Jerry Jones oil money. They're playing on two different planes and the finances are difficult, difficult to accommodate when not only are you having to liquidate a ton of your assets to get in on the stadium, are you comfortable doing that for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson when in addition to the money unprecedented money are you willing to guarantee it and then furthermore are you willing to give up two first round draft picks to go and get him? Because that's what this all comes down to. So how realistic is it? Not very, but that's just kind of the nature of things right now. It's not terribly realistic for a lot of teams by the way. Uh, Prime time is presented by our friends at Superbook sports download the Superbook app today and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000 on your first bet win or lose. The best odds boosts and promo bets are always available to you at Superbook.com. When you go to the Superbook app, it's clean. It's easy to use. There's a tab specifically for Tennessee teams for you to wager on your favorite local sports. So download the Superbook app. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. So, um, looking... At the circumstances for realistic trade uh, or realistic proposals for the Titans and Lamar Jackson, it's not realistic right now. By the way, Rick Bates points out the stadium vote is tonight, so we'll see. I think the final hurdle with Metro Council uh, cleared theoretically if that deal is voted through. Bryce Erickson says poverty franchise. I don't think so. I, you know, I think I mean they're just not they're just not as rich as as the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Rams, or um, the Minnesota Vikings, like organizations who have been around for a lot longer, who have more built-in fan bases, who have markets that support them at a greater rate, who have had longer histories of of sustained success. I know that sounds kind of laughable to think about with the Cowboys. The Cowboys might be the, the anomaly there, but they're also the biggest brand in America's biggest sport. So, you know, sometimes you can skirt the winning. But I think the Tennessee Titans... Winning, despite their financial circumstances, not being the best. It's a testament to the structure of the organization. But, you know, at a certain extent, this is big game hunting. This is big money. uh, This is big money sport. This is billionaires in their playthings. And, you know, some billionaires have more billions than the other billionaires at this point. The Tennessee Titans ownership group is not one of the most cash-flush organizations in football. And while that might not outright be... The the primary hindrance for Lamar, it certainly plays a factor in considering how to distribute their cash right now when they're already footing the bill for a new stadium plan that um, is going to require them to go slightly outside of what their conventional spending might look like. I mean, considerably outside of what their conventional spending might look like. Either way, let's talk about the teams who have already uh, reportedly ruled themselves out on Lamar Jackson and how bizarre that circumstance is we will uh, we will ask you this question on the primetime show. What do you make of NFL teams who are reportedly already out on a 25-year-old former MVP at the quarterback position? It's very bizarre to see teams reporting and confirming the news that they're out on Lamar Jackson. So what do you make of NFL teams reportedly ruling themselves out at this point? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that True Math Fitness in the Gulch is your best way to get your fitness goals accomplished. I love their classes. They're about 40 minutes in length. They are boot camp style. No workout is ever recycled or repeated. Keeps your body reactive. Keeps you uh, continuing to achieve and push yourself physically without overexerting, right? They're never going to put you in a bad spot. Some of these gyms can do that. They can take you outside, not just of your comfort zone, but what you may be physically capable of doing right now. That's not what TrueMath Fitness and their great coaching staff is going to do. They're going to work with you every step of the way. They're going to put you in positions to succeed so that you can achieve your workout goals in an efficient and effective and safe way. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. You can also check out any number of their great membership options for yourself at TrueMathFitness.com. So, Um, what is, what does it mean to you that several NFL teams have already declared themselves out on Lamar Jackson? I would like to, uh, I would like to invite resident Ravens fan, uh, producer Robert Walsh onto the screen because Robert has been living and dying on every news item that's been popped out there, uh, on Lamar Jackson. He told me, uh, yesterday that he was watching, rewatching old Lamar Jackson games Lusting after what might no longer be the case for him at quarterback. So, why don't you explain to the audience, Robert, what's your last? Let's let's basically say what your last two years have been like around Lamar's contract situation and how you've been consuming the news as of late. Uh,
1: it's been it's been a day, Buck.
0: I don't
1: know. <laughs> like I when I went to bed last night, I was not expecting to feel as optimistic as I do now. But as you described it has been a roller coaster the last two years because the Ravens have been pretty steadfast that what is this? Are you a, a, a billboard now you want to show the logo on that thing you're chugging? what is that?
0: No because they don't advertise with this oh, okay. water
1: Good point good point you could that could be your water
0: anyway it, I mean it is my water but until they pay me money money to officially say that it's my water it remains you know brandless boxed water in the interim.
1: The Ravens have been pretty steadfast saying Lamar is the guy he's gonna get paid. And the last few weeks has kind of showed us that it doesn't seem like it's for lack of trying on the Ravens side. It seems like uh, Lamar is a little more rock steady in the approach he's taking where he's not budging on what he's asking for in the contracts. Uh, Eric DeCosta went down to Miami to see him. I believe it was Sunday gave him the Ravens best offer that's on the table right now. He declined and we got to where we are today with the non-exclusive tag. Uh, Archie 3 just tweeted something that i think is pretty interesting uh as being he's a former ravens player now he's in the media uh he quitted uh quote quote team source
0: oh no you're gonna talk shit to me about my water and you can't even get the words out on the thing that's supposed to be your expertise buddy
1: it's late. Give me, a, give me a break, buddy. Team source. Ravens hope negotiating with other teams will give them and Lamar an unbiased look at the market for him. Ravens aren't reluctant to give Lamar a top quarterback deal, but hope the non-exclusive franchise tag will sp- it will speed up their own stalled negotiations with him. So the whole reason they did this was to see what his market was. Like, okay, every contract we've given to you, you've declined. And said that, no, I'm going to hold on to this is my value. I think the Ravens wanted to see if the NFL would show them that that is, in fact, his value. And the way it looks right now, the Falcons, the Raiders, uh, Carolina, Washington all came out and said that they would not be interested in Lamar pretty quickly. In fact, like as soon as the tag came out, you were seeing tweets like Diana Rossini saying uh, the Falcons wouldn't be interested, Uh, which is kind of odd to me. But I wonder if this is connected to some kind of owners versus NFL players association disagreement where it's like the owners are saying, look, that Deshaun Watson contract is an outlier and it's not the norm in the NFL and it's not going to be the norm if we the owners have anything to say about it.
0: Right. But and and this is something that you and I discussed earlier on the phone, the idea that uh, the idea that um, for for the NFL ownership, that is, you know, until it's made unconstitutional by league rules like that's collusion now it's damn near impossible to prove um you need you know you need receipts you need a a screw up like bill belichick accidentally texting the wrong brian about a coaching job that they did not receive and it resulting in a racially charged lawsuit that has brian flores uh accusing several nfl franchises of racial discrimination in their hiring practices but you understand my point like it's just it's really they can get away with it with relative ease so they don't have to uh you know they don't have to really put their names on it but it is a, it is it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of like jockeying for for position in the background as to where the real battle is which is between the NFLPA and the NFL ownership about the nature of these guaranteed contracts
1: it's a tough situation uh no matter how you look at it if you look at it from a player's side like Lamar is definitely worth the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson was paid. But yeah. I can also see it from a business standpoint that if we make this the norm, the salary cap is going to be thrown all out of whack. If you have to pay every top quarterback a and any really any position like and the difference is in basketball where they do have fully guaranteed contracts, you got to pay maybe like five guys, six guys, big deals. And they play most of those games. The, the the injuries and the hitting and stuff in football, I just don't see a situation where a fully guaranteed deal could be pliable for every team in the league. Like we would have to have adaptations to the salary cap rules or the ways that we look at the contracts in contraction to the salary cap. It's, it's a lot. So no matter how you look at it, it's tough. As a fan, I just want to come home. Just come on back. You know, sign a deal. I'll come to games. I'll yell "Big Trust" again. It'll be great. Like come big on, trust, Big Trust, woo woo. What happened? Big Trust.
0: We're so far. We're so far removed from Tajay Sharp after the Titans kicked the Ravens' uh, ass in the divisional round, walking to the podium a post game with us <laughs> and going "Big Trust, woo woo" <laughs> at the podium before Derrick Henry walked in uh, after taking Earl Thomas for a ride. It's just weird to me, like. I'm gonna hold this tweet up to the screen for the audience. I don't know if it's gonna come through because stuff like that doesn't typically work well. But this is it. This is a report from the Atlanta Falcons official, like, team writer, that the that the uh, the Falcons are not gonna pursue Lamar Jackson, citing Diana Rossini's ap- report. When the hell do you ever see that it's, teams it's confirming so NFL insiders' news on not pursuing a quarterback that could legitimately change their franchise? It's wild to me the way that the market has kind of borne itself out. And I think, you know, I think it is an assessment, probably the correct one by Baltimore in saying, yeah, he's he's not worth what he thinks he is. And we're just going to have the rest of the NFL tell him that instead of us doing it the way that we have over the course of two years. Uh, so we appreciate Producer Roberts' insights and analysis on the Ravens. I know you're tired, buddy. Back to the shadows of the meeting. I'll
1: see you later. Have fun uh, skiing or whatever the hell you're doing in Breckenridge. Goodbye. See
0: you, <laughs> Producer Robert there with us. Uh, noted Ravens fan and current uh, current victim of the Lamar Jackson contract negotiations. All right. Let's move on to a gone viral video on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, one thing we can count on is Robert making his TV appearance. Listen, Robert knows his shit. You know, that's why we, uh, that's why we keep producer Robert around. And also because, uh, Robert and Lucas on the radio side of things, knowing their shit makes me sound smarter and I like to be smart. So we like to have smart people around me to make me seem smarter than I actually am, which is a guys that we've successfully pulled off for the better part of, I mean, hell I'm going on the primetime show four years now. So, uh, the gone viral video. What's the worst dad joke that you've ever uh, tried to pull off? It doesn't have to be successful. It doesn't mean that it's landed. What's the worst dad joke that you've pulled? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll discuss at length together. I'll tell you why we are asking you this question momentarily. But first, a reminder that the Primetime Show is presented by the people who have the intel edge. Gary Ashton's never made a bad dad joke in his life. He's never made a bad real estate deal in his life either because Gary has the intel you need to succeed. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage is the best in the business. They are who got me my dream address without the stress nearly four years ago this coming June. Could not be happier. Could not be happier with the way that my property value has gone through the roof. Not just because Middle Tennessee is crazy like that, but because I had the Intel edge on where to buy my home to maximize that investment almost four years ago. The Ashton team can do the same for you. It's why they're the official real estate team of the Preds, my radio show, and A to Z Sports Primetime. Go to GaryAshton.com for that Intel edge you need to succeed. So what's the worst dad joke you've tried to pull off? Uh, <laughs> how do you get Pikachu on the bus, says Ethan Rands? Ramsey, you poke him on. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) It's so bad. The genesis for the dad joke question comes from the radio show today because uh, while trying to do three hours of solo, but not really solo radio, oftentimes uh, Lucas or Robert will drop what we call a dead fish in my lap. Now, what a dead fish means is something conversationally that just hits you in the face and brings whatever you're doing to a screeching halt. It happens to me with a fair amount of frequency. It's a wonder we get anything done on the radio show because of examples like what happened today. I mean, it's just that Derek Carr, one, was uh, subpar, and there are some questions around the coaching. Subcar. I couldn't. I couldn't not do it. What am I going to do with that? It, it, it entered my brain and then just came out. How often? Yeah, but it's never that bad. Subcar. Yeah, that was really bad. It was really bad, and I I couldn't <laughs> not do it. Like I I need you to understand that there's no way that I couldn't not say that. <laughs> yeah, but it is. Just keep your mouth closed. No, that it, it had to be said. It had to be said. <laughs> no, no, it didn't it didn't in fact it did not have to be said subcar did not need to be uttered at any point not just in the time span of this three-hour radio show today but at any point subcar did not is not a joke that needed to be made i had no choice it just brought the segment to a screeching halt go to Bright. like how the hell am i supposed to get anything done at that point uh what rock group uh consists of four men but never sings says josh Lorette on facebook live mount rushmore <laughs> These are so, these are so bad. LaVar Jeffries likes subcar. Ethan Ramsey is laughing. So is Puka. She says, very good. I think it's garbage. Uh, I understand where Lucas was mentally. It had to get out of his brain. Now, I think, you know, I think there are some, I think there are some moments where you look around and, you know, you're just, you're in stream of consciousness or maybe it's a lack of consciousness, right? Where, Something just uh oh. I see I see people, uh, I see producer Robert cackling at some of the jokes being made. I'm scared now that I'm gonna Ron Berg and do something wildly inappropriate. Either way, we have all been in word vomit mode before, right? Word vomit mode where you say something where it's on your brain and it just comes out of your mouth, whether you know you you need it to or not, it can put you in very perilous positions. As somebody who talks into a microphone on a regular basis as a means of making my living, uh, you know, I tend to avoid the dad jokes, but I do think that every once in a while, I'll just spurt something out of my mouth that will uh, that will have zero context, zero clues, or <laughs> I just saw the punchline on the joke that I wasn't supposed to Ron Burgundy. And now I'm glad that I didn't Ron Burgundy it. Either way. Uh, I think that the, uh, I think that in terms of, uh, word vomit, it's happened to all of us, but like when he's saying to me that it needed to happen, of course it didn't need to happen. Just keep it inside, repress those things and then deal with it at therapy after the fact. I mean it's just that Derek Carr one was, uh, subpar and there's some questions around the coaching subcar. I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. What am I gonna do with that? It, it it entered my brain and then just came out. How often? Yeah, but it's never that bad. Sub Yeah, car. that was really bad. It was really bad. And I, <laughs> I couldn't not do it. Like I I need you to understand that there's no way that I couldn't not say that. <laughs> yeah, but it is. Just keep your mouth closed. No. I that it had to be said. It had to be said. <laughs> no. No, it didn't. It didn't. In fact, it did not have to be said. Subcar did not need to be uttered at any point. Not just in the time span of this three-hour radio show today, but at any point. Subcar did not is not a joke that needed to be made. I had no choice. It just brought the segment to a screeching halt. Go to break. It's a it's a wonder I get through the day. But you know what? I've got vacation coming up, so I don't even care anymore. I <laughs> Lucas Lucas gave me an excuse to mail it in even harder than I was already mailing it in today. Uh on the radio show. No, actually, I thought we did a rather good radio show today. Um, but you know, I think we do a good show every day. I think we do a good primetime show every night. I think we do a good 615 sessions every week. I think everything I do is good, which is probably part of the narcissism um that will be my untimely downfall at some point. But in the meantime, I love you guys for hanging out. This is our basically Friday. Um, so no primetime on Wednesday or Thursday. Austin and uh, Zach or uh, Zach or, uh, who was it this morning? I think Zach and Sam, I saw Sam and Jack are doing uh, a couple of things. So some variation of A to Z sports in the morning will be there for you. Uh radio show for the rest of the week. I'm turning things over to the boys, Lucas and Robert without adult supervision. So God knows what'll happen there, but it won't be my problem because I'll be on a plane to Breckenridge tomorrow. And I won't have to think about these things until I come back to whatever Kind of mess. It's like leaving your pets at home alone for a weekend and then coming back to somebody having taken a dump on the rug. That's basically what I'm anticipating upon my arrival back to work on Monday. But either way, when I get back, it'll be free agency time and we'll all snort that like the addicts that you are about football at this time of year. I love you guys. Have a spectacular weekend. Puka says it'll still have my name on it. Yes, and it will have my name on it as they run it into the ground. And sully my, you know, less than sterling reputation. I will uh, see you guys on Sunday night next time for the primetime show. Are you surprised to hear that?
1: (laughs) Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal the show.